0: This evening is this, is, is it all true? Is all the stuff we've heard from the Bible that inspired these carols, is it true? Did, did the Christmas story really happen? Is it, is it history or myth? Angels? A virgin conceiving without the help of a man? God taking on human flesh? Really? Uh, that's just too much for many people to accept. Uh, a recent poll was done by Barner of people in England, and I doubt Scotland is that different. Uh, in July it said this, that 6 out of 10 English people thought that Jesus was an historical person. 22% thought he was mythical or a fictional character, and another 18% did not know. And so the thought that uh, 40% of the UK either thinks that Jesus was some mythical, fictional character or they haven't got a clue whether he really lived 2,000 years ago it has absolutely stunned me when I read that report. And so I've kind of been freshly reading uh, about what we learn from archaeology and ancient literature about the history of Jesus and the gospel accounts. Uh, Professor Craig Blomberg is the... Uh, distinguished professor of New Testament in uh, Denver Seminary, Colorado. He did his doctorate here in Scotland in Aberdeen University, and he speaks of there being about a dozen references outside the Bible from early Jewish writings by people like Josephus, as well as Greek and Roman sources like Tacitus and Pliny, uh, none of whom were Christians, who speak about Jesus. And if you put all of these historical documents together and make a composite picture, this is what you learn about Jesus apart from the Bible. There was a man, a Jewish teacher, early in the first century in Israel by the name of Jesus, whose brother was called James. His ministry intersected with a man called John, famous for calling people to baptism. Jesus gathered disciples five of whom are named. There were rumors circulated that he was born out of wedlock. He came into conflict with various Jewish authorities because they thought he was teaching heretical things. He was ultimately arrested and crucified under the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, which is information we get from Tacitus, uh, so that you can narrow the dates of the death of Jesus to between 26 and 36 A.D., Further, you could say that accounts circulated of people reporting seeing him alive again and so believed in him as Messiah. And Pliny records that people sang hymns to him, worshipping him as if he was God. And on top of that, you can trace the Christian church from the very first decades of the death of Jesus onwards. And so the claim that we can't know Jesus existed is simply absurd, according to Professor Blomberg. People who make that charge are very poorly informed. So that's the data we get outside of the Bible. What is it that we find as we look at the New Testament, as we look at the Gospel accounts? Well, we see that they're very committed to the fact that they are are claiming to, 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 to be writing about history. Let me show you the beginning of Luke's Gospel. He starts his account of the life of Jesus in this way. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decide to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. You see, Luke wants us to know that he's dealing with history. He's drawing up an account, it says, in the very first sentence. That's a very specific Greek word, which always indicates that you're talking about history and not myth. He's carefully investigated everything from the beginning. He himself was not an eyewitness of the life of Jesus. Uh, in our Bibles, we have two volumes. We have the Gospel of Luke and we have the Book of Acts. And in the second volume, it shows that uh, Luke was a traveling companion with the Apostle Paul. And during his travels, he visits that he, they went all over the place. It included going to Jerusalem. And it gave him ample time to talk to those who were eyewitnesses of the life of Jesus. And from the detail we have in Luke's Gospel, it's very likely that actually Luke interviewed Mary herself. He's talked to eyewitnesses, he's checked out the facts, and so he's writing this orderly account from his research so that this man, Theophilus, can be certain about the Christian faith. He wants him to know that there is security and safety in trusting these facts about Jesus. Luke definitely wants us to know that he's writing about history. So I guess the question is, is he a good historian? Well, let me show you a couple of verses from chapter three. And uh, look at these two verses, all the detail in these just two verses. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iteria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. In just two verses, and he's got a whole big gospel here, in just two verses, he is squeezed in no Fewer than 22 historical references. It was the 15th year, not the 16th year. Uh, He tells you which Caesar it was under. He tells you the name of the governor of Judea and so on. 22 historical references in two verses that have been completely confirmed by archaeology and other historical literary sources. Totally apart from scripture. And so when Luke actually tells us in the second volume about Ephesus that there was a temple there to Artemis and that there was a massive riot uh, with a a crowd in a theatre, then when you actually go to Ephesus and dig it up, you can still go there today, uh, you'll discover, of course, that there was a a temple to Artemis. And uh, in the 20th century, some Austrian archaeologists dug up the hillside and look what they found. They found this amphitheatre I got to see in October, which sat 25,000 people. So over and over, as you look at the, what is there, Luke is shown to be top-notch. There's a fascinating Scot called Sir William Ramsay. He was born in Glasgow and became an Oxford professor in humanities and architecture. He was knighted because of his work in archaeology. He started as a skeptic uh, of the Bible. He set out to disprove the historical reliability of the New Testament However, through painstaking archaeological digs in the Middle East, he found one fact after another of Luke's account being proved accurate. And so he became convinced of the reliability of the New Testament. So look at this man who was knighted for his work as an archaeologist. This is what he says about Luke. Luke is a historian of the first rank. Not merely are his statements of fact trustworthy, He's possessed of the true historic sense. In short, this author should be placed along with the very greatest of historians. You may press the words of Luke in a degree beyond any other historians, and they stand the keenest scrutiny and the hardest treatment. See, so when it comes to things like place names, people, titles, events, social customs, uh, all the facts that can be tested against other sources, it turns out that Luke is, is, nails it. He's, he's absolutely spot on. And so when you come to these accounts of the birth of Jesus, I would like to suggest to you that our bias should not be to read it as a skeptic, but with a humble willingness to listen to what he says took place as someone who carefully investigated the eyewitnesses. There are, of course, things in this story that we don't experience or see today, but that is the whole point. They are remarkable because... Jesus is remarkable. He is unique in human history. Guess what? It turns out that the man who writes about a virgin birth was a medical doctor. You learn that from the book of Colossians. Now, adults in the first century knew where babies came from. They knew how babies were conceived, especially the doctors. And yet it is this doctor who writes of a conception like no other that God, by his Holy Spirit creates in Mary's womb a holy embryo. Now, if you come this evening with a prior faith commitment that there is no God, then this, of course, will be impossible to you. But if you come to this account with the reasonable position that looks at this beautiful, ordered universe and says that a creator God is here then the creation of this baby inside Mary is very easy to accept and understand. He who created the universe out of nothing can easily fashion another 23 chromosomes in a womb. I want you to do a thought experiment with me. If God were to enter human history, what sort of things would you expect to happen? Or put it another way. What evidence would convince a skeptic, would convince you perhaps, that this real historical Jesus was God come in human flesh? What evidence would you be looking for? Perhaps that it would be announced hundreds of years before by God that he was going to come and send his son into the world. Perhaps that the birth of this child would be special and unique. Perhaps it would be announced by heavenly messengers that the person growing up would be Uh, able to do incredible things like healing the sick, walking on water, raising the dead even. That he would teach things so profound that people would write them down and pass it on so that 2,000 years later, people are still talking about it. That even if he was rejected and killed, that he would rise from the dead. Would it not be things like that? And that is exactly what Dr. Luke records about Jesus. And all of this, So that we could know forgiveness and friendship with God. Now let's face it, if this is all true, this changes everything about life, doesn't it? Listen to the message of the angels. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. If this is all new to you and you want to think more about this, we've bought this little book here uh, that we'd like to give it to you for Christmas. You could easily read this uh, in between the Christmas dinner and the Queen's speech, I'm sure. Uh, there's, there's There's maybe about 80 copies at the door on the way out and we'd love you to take it. And and read it over Christmas, just to think more about what we've been singing about and thinking about tonight. My Christian friends, this is all true. You can be certain about it. You are secure and safe in trusting these facts about Jesus. Mild, he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King.